Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hey, this is Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and Mitch LaFon of One on One with Mitch LaFon is also here. And we are joined by the legendary drummer Marky Ramone, who is here in heavy Montreal in Montreal to perform uh, a set of Ramones classics tomorrow. Marky, welcome to Montreal. Great to be here. I must have been here about 20, 25 times, and it's always a pleasure to come back, you know, and uh, this should be a lot of fun tomorrow. And I'm playing uh, s- uh, Sunday, so I'll be uh, going to do 26 Ramones songs. We have a, uh, I think, 45, 50-minute slot, so we're not going to talk. We're not going to do anything. We just count right into the, to each song, and that's it. Cool. Where did you fe- first meet Andrew W.K.? How did you guys start working together? He... Uh, he was advised through a friend to uh, try out, and he's uh, he was a Ramones fan, and uh, I didn't want a Joey clone in the group, and he he does it his way, and he's great. He knows that one, definitely engage the audience. So uh, he uh, he was just great to uh, to rehearse with. He knew the wor- the lyrical content of the songs, and he was very um, enthusiastic. So uh, that's. Uh, that's what I wanted. So he definitely came through with that. In the uh, last couple of years, I've had a chance to interview uh, Kenny Kerner before he passed away and Richie Wise, of course, in the band Dust. You were in Dust. Tell me a little about working with those guys, because they went on and did the you know, production for the first two Kiss albums. How was it working with Richie and Kenny? Uh, we grew up together in uh, Brooklyn. Me, Kenny, Kerner, Richie Wise, and Kenny Aronson. So uh, we were in high school when we formed Dust. There was no heavy metal in America when we were together. So we uh, wanted to play heavy music. And the first Sabbath album wasn't even out yet in America. The, the first Dust album was written already. So we were all in, hi- in hi- early high school. Uh, Richie was about a year older than we were. And um, we did two uh, Dust albums. Had to stay in school. I had a I had to graduate because my father told me to. 
So we had to break the band up, and then Kenny, Kern, uh, Kenny and Richie produced the first two Kiss albums. And uh, I started hanging out in New York City at CBGB's and stuff, you know. Many bands have cited the Ramones as an influence. Uh, U2, Kiss, Metallica, who've done an incredible amount of covers, you know. Uh, what is it about the Ramones that just brings that kind of attention and adulation? It's the sound. It's the wall of sound, you know. Uh, a lot of bands try to get it, but they don't. <laughs> but they try, and we, and we were always grateful that they, at least they were willing to try and um, put their own, uh, you know, sp uh, spicing, spice on it. So, uh, we were, you know, Green Day, Offspring, Rancid, uh, even Kissed at Rock and Roll Radio, one of our songs, and... Um, uh, Marilyn Manson and um, a lot, a lot of bands. So, yeah, we we were very uh, we were we were very grateful to see this, you know. Well, you mentioned earlier working with with Richie and Kenny back in those early days. Uh, were you aware of Kiss when Kiss started uh, working with those guys? And what was your initial reaction of the band Kiss? And do you remember seeing them for the first time? Well, they started around 72, 71, 72, 73. Uh, that's when they were getting together. 72 around there. Well, what was happening was New York Dolls were big in New York. And they would always play the Hotel Diplomat and Kiss would play the Coventry out in Queens. And when I first saw them, they weren't fully developed. You know, with their stage presence, their makeup and everything. But you could tell they w were going to be something. So um, Kenny Kerner got the tape, listened to it, uh, brought it to the attention of Neil Bogart, and um, that's how they got their first album deal, and also through Bill O'Coin, who was their manager at the time. And uh, that was basically it. Um, we all, I mean, I'm friends with Peter. Uh, <laughs> he's a good guy. Peter's a great guy and uh the other guys and uh you know we all knew each other because in new york it was such a close-knit community you know you had you had kissed the, you had the, the end of the dolls ramones you had blondie uh, patty smith uh johnny thunders you know um you know we all we all knew each other you know so uh we all saw each other's groups develop and CBGB's was a good place to hone our skills. And uh, Kiss would play uh, Coventry and the Hotel Diplomat, you know. Then obviously we would start playing other places because these places ended up being too small. Because, you know, you want to think of the audience. You want them to be comfortable. So we had to obviously play other play bigger places as time went on, you know. So that, that's it. Yeah, let's talk about the book, uh, Punk Rock Blitzkrieg, My Life as a Ramon. When you're sitting down going through all the stories, do you, what do you decide to leave out and leave in? I mean, are, were you trying to uh, really lay it raw, or were you thinking, okay, let's keep it sort of clean? Uh, it's definitely not clean. Uh, I uh, wanted it raw. I wanted it to be uh, honest. I wanted it to be... Uh, what I experienced 15 years in the band, 1,700 shows, 
nine studio albums and uh, a lot went on <laughs> so we uh, so I uh, managed to uh, make it extremely comprehensive it's the most comprehensive Ramones book um, but uh, you, you know you're with somebody for that long they become your friends your bandmates your brothers so uh, my father, before my father passed away, he said, if you're going to write about other people, you better write twice as much about yourself, your personality, what you are, because, um, you know, you have to give everybody equal time, you know. So that's what I did. I um, showed what it was like living in Brooklyn, growing up in Brooklyn, what it was like going to school, the deterrence that were out there trying to stop me from playing and uh, you know what it was like to uh, record each album I did and what equipment I used where we played uh, everything leading up to the Rock and Hall of Fame and the and the Grammy Awards you know so uh, it's 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 all in there the whole whole, whole shebang you know so when you look over the the vast catalog of records you did specifically with the Ramones, which which two or three rise to the surface as your favorites? Well, the first one because that's what started it. Rocket to Russia, Road to Ruin. I love I love Pleasant Dreams. End of the Century was okay. Um, I like Mondo Bizarro. I like uh, It's Alive. Uh, I mean, there's so many so many good things. You know, what I mean. Um, uh, I, I even liked the last album we did uh, with uh, I Don't Want to Grow Up on it, you know. But um, I, I'm partial to Road to Ruin because that's the first album I did with the band, you know. And it's a good album, so, you know. When's the last time you spoke with Phil Spector? Phil and I have a very close relation. Um, before he went, to, I was at in at the court, in court, when he was on trial and before they took him away you know what I mean so uh, you you're allowed a certain amount of time to see him because his wife takes up most of it which is which is uh, you know uh, only right you know so the wife lives in California when I got go out to LA I can call him but I I have to set aside time and it takes three to four months especially in a jail like you know a jail like he's in so the next time i go out there i will see him physically since the last time i saw him in la in the, in the courtroom so it sucks you know well thanks so much for joining us today marky ramon we are told to wrap it up but uh living legend marky ramon have a great set tomorrow we're looking forward to seeing it and uh best of luck to you